We're on page Yud, Ramchal's Hagdame, Medulvari's explanation of the Ramchal's Hagdame, the Indian of Shikha, forgetting. The whole side of the Ramchal's Hagdame is that there are things in life that are very obvious, that everyone knows, we've all learned, we've been raised with, and yet we forget them. Of course, he's focusing on the Tachlis of the Seifer, which is the object of Shikha, of forgetfulness, and how could it be? How could such a thing be? We don't forget to eat. We don't forget to take care of our basic needs. And yet, when it comes to when it comes to uh, the most essential the most essential need of a Jew is taken in this world and ultimately in the next world. He forgets. He doesn't forget to put on film. So when it comes to, you can't just answer that it comes to Gashmis, he remembers, and Ruchnis, he remembers many Ruchnis responsibilities and so on. So, so if Schwartz is explaining the underlying cause of Shikha, that it's obvious that it's obvious that man's nature is to remember something that means a great deal to him something that he sees as being of great importance. And what we're going to learn today is that the sherish of remembering is not the mind. The sherish of remembering is the heart. And when the heart feels that something is vital, the mind remembers. And when the heart feels that something is not vital to that person's life, to his existence, then the mind forgets. So we're on page Yud. Around two-thirds down, a little, a little bit past halfway, where it's the Ahistaklis. Ahistaklis or Avachas He. Page Yud. Paragraph beginning with the word Ahistaklis or Avachas He. The usual way, the usual way, accepted way of seeing things is Unfortunately, the the widespread way of seeing things is that the building of one's nefesh, as strange as it sounds, but the building of, of, the, of, of one's nefesh is an Indian study. It's a peripheral thing in a person's life. It's not, it's not an important part of life, building one's nefesh. And if anybody has any questions or doubts about that, you could just look at the curriculum of any yeshiva and see how much time is being spent in Binyin HaNafesh. And when you try to get an explanation, the answer will usually be, well, that's what builds his nefesh, by, by learning the Gemara. And reality flies in the face of that. Not that Gemara doesn't have the ability to do that, but there are obviously major, major problems and issues that are now not allowing the Gemara in. And the nefesh is not being built. And the Ramchal, and as we learn, Chavis and other Kadmarim Mishan already were crying about this. That there's something terribly wrong. Yeshna ben Torah Hashoyf Lahitzik Sav Hasmicha Bahara Abedayonis. Let's talk about a young man, a ben Torah, who is aspiring to get smicha, to, to teach Torah, to Paskin, Dayonis, to be a Dain. B'shem Kach. In order to get smicha, he spends two years 
uh, learning with great intensity, I'm sure. Uh, the material that's necessary to get smicha, whatever your day, whatever he wants to do, whatever the smicha is about. He's very, very preoccupied with the seder halimud in order to get smicha. It's a specific program that he's on. He has to have tests, and he doesn't have time to learn musa during that period. And the uh, explanation is that achrei sheyigmar v'yikabel hasmicha. Once I get, once I get smicha, I finish uh, what I'm doing. Then I'll return and I'll and I'll put in my you know 15 minutes, a half hour, whatever it is a day for learning Musa. Lama, why, why, how could such a thing happen? Again, we're not talking about another limud. We're not talking about another subject that you're interested in learning Mishlei, which is beautiful, or you're you're fascinated by. You know, you're, you're, you're fascinated by the Malvin on Bracious. It's beautiful. We're talking about the Tikkun of who you are. That's what Musa is. The Tikkun HaNefesh in this world and the next world. So how could that be, Lama? The answer is very obvious. The document, the certificate that he's going to receive, Smicha, is more important to him than working on himself, on who he is. Therefore, it's natural that he doesn't pay attention. It's not important to him, as important to him. Not that he would say, he wouldn't say it's not important, but it's not as important. And it's put what's called on the back burner for two years. Tikkun HaNefesh is put on the back burner for two years. Tikkun HaOdem is put in the back for two years. V'gam Yad And even when he remembers, it's not going to be on the front burner. It never was. Now he has this business with the smicha, so it's mamish off the schedule. But even even when he gets the smicha, it's unlikely that it's going to be at the forefront of his avoda, tikkun and nefesh. Again, we're not talking about sacrificing one's regular learning, but making time for tikkun and nefesh. It's just a question of going to the shuls and the yeshivas around the world and trying to find out what is it that's being learned, what is it that's being taught to get a uh, to get the results uh, of, of um, that are going to match up with the marshal of the that, that of Schwartz is creating here in order to bring this point home. You could have you could have a shul that's very active as Hashem with all kinds of all kinds of interesting shiur and all types of different subjects, and tikkun nefesh is not really one of them. Or might be uh, something, a little thing, Tuesday mornings with the you know rabbi and the uh, the ladies from the shul or something, and uh, or the rabbits and brunch, whatever it might be, brunch and the whatever you know, whatever that is. Dine with the rabbits and and. Uh, Upgrade your uh, personality. However, these things were titles and packages. Uh, everybody knows what, what what marketing goes into all this business these days. And and you see that this is the mitzvah is that it's forgotten. Tikkun Hadam is forgotten. There could be there could be a shia. Go, go. <laughs> the, the shia could be uh, you have a shia and all kinds of something mamish like exotic Indian, you know, astrology according to you know according to the Rishonim. And the, and the rabbis of astrology, and, and there'll be an island astrology, 
or astronomy of Facebook, you know, and all kinds of interesting things, and, which is okay. Again, not saying that it's not interesting. It's, uh, to try to get people to come to shul, so they you know make all kinds of things. The, the mystical, the mystical meaning of uh, of the uh, stock 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 market crash. Uh, there are things like this going around. So, tikkun ha'adach, the mensch, the person, his whole mitzvah in the world, who he is, and what his tachlis is in the world. Yes. It's the, the talks that are given, week after week, drushes, shabbos after shabbos. Yeah. And the yeshivas, depending upon the Magad Shia, also. So, Tachlis Avon. Tzarech Lahavin, Shem Nakuda Hazu, knows Sharish Avayda Hapneenis. We have to understand that in this Nakuda is the Sharish of one's Avayda Hapneenis, of the Avayda, of the inner Avayda of a person's life. Imes Hashlav Hazel Lo Avanu. Saying that if you if you haven't if we haven't reached this stage where we realize that this is of urgent importance urgent importance then we, there's no point in going on you have to at least appreciate that this is something there's something seriously wrong that needs to be addressed in life oftentimes it happens like when you're caught you know something really bad happens you get caught until then, you don't, you might not fix it, or you might not acknowledge that it's a problem. Somebody's got a gambling thing, you know, and then they get caught, or the wife catches them with something on the email or on the computer, and then it's ta- oh, I talk about it, fix this, I have to fix this. The person doesn't feel a great urgency and a great need in tikkun, hanafish. So then, there's no tachlis to going on. If your if your relationship to this whole subject is is like there's something again something on the periphery shuli means on the side a side thing it's a side thing in Yiddishkeit it's not the it's not the ikur of Yiddishkeit. Then you might you might continue learning for the rest of your life, and you'll continue forgetting, even if even if things come up in the course of your learning, you're not going to remember them. In other words, even if those things that are nogeya that apply to the tikkun and nefesh come up in the course of learning, or there happens to be uh, in the gemara that you're learning. Some very, some very basic agadita that is telling you about who you are, or you, or you hear a shir or a shmuz or whatever it is that is addressing the, the, this avayda pnimis of tikkun nefesh. You're not gonna, you're not gonna remember because it's not important to you. It's not important to you. Karei ein siba shenizka. Why, why should I remember? Why should I remember? A person doesn't remember a phone number that he just happened to call because he needed to find out something. Somebody gave him some guy's number and he called it once. You, know, you don't remember that phone number. I mean, unless there are people that remember everything. But a regular person doesn't remember a phone number. It's time he called. He knows his home phone number. It's not just because he's dialed it a thousand times. 
It's not just because of that. He wants to remember. That's his home. That's where his family lives. He wants to remember. It's important to him. He values that. He knows that this is a number that he needs. That he needs. All advertising is to create the impression that you need that information. You need to know this. Good advertisers, even though they'll have something very, very annoying on the radio, be some, some very annoying song or thing, but but if they've gotten people to to remember it, they were successful. Even though you're you every time you think of it, it annoys you. But but you you think of it, and that's success. Now, when it comes to when it comes to real life, those things that are that you recognize as being of of great importance and that have great bearing on your personal life, you remember, because you need that. If it's clear to you that what you just what you've just learned must be remembered, you'll remember them. Then you'll be able to remember them. For instance, you know that every kid in school says, "Why do you have to give us a test, Rabbi? Don't give us a test." Or they tell the English teachers, "We don't need a test. Why, why can't you trust us? We really care. We're going to study, and so on." And then that continues on later on in Bismedrish and Kailal also, why we have to get tested in order to get our checks. So everybody knows that if a person is tested, Adam Maliska. A person who's being tested is trying to find all different methods of how to remember. Even uh, you know, all kinds of to remember by association or rhymes. There are many things that people do in order to remember because I'm being tested in this tomorrow. I, I have to remember it. So you try association. If I remember this, my wife does this with the girls, with the kids, and with the tests. She's like a, a master at that, making up rhymes and songs and all kinds of things. And when they ask me something, I say, no, I, you know, I say, just how do, they say, how do I remember that? I say, oh, just try to remember it. <laughs> my, my wife, of course, cares more about it, and she goes and she gives, comes up with all these amazing songs and. I have my daughter Suri. She's like the, she's like a, a genius at these kind of things of how to get her her students and you know to remember stuff and there's a chachma to that. But but because it's important because you're having a test, you'll find that you'll find a way to remember. That's not going to be long-term memory because after you take the test, you don't care. So that's that's the end of that. And if you would have anybody that would become, you know, they, they, they take this guy to, to be a surgeon, assuming that he remembers what he learned in high school biology, you know, uh, you have to be out of your mind. He doesn't remember anything from high school biology. He remembers a little here, there, but he doesn't know. Or you can't assume anything. You have to start again. And new tests. Because then he knows that the studying that he's doing is for the purpose of remembering. He has to take a test. And if, you, and, and if I repeat this and I study it, even if I study it and I has it over ten times, if I don't remember it, I'm going to fail the test. So it could be coming down to the wire and you have to think of some way to remember. So there'll be some, you know, uh, guy people testing each other some all night, you know, in school, like, the, 
studying and how to do that because you have to find a, a way to remember. So He's, since he's studying for the, since he's studying for a test, if he forgets what he studied, then he wasted his time. He was just studying something, but he didn't didn't make a difference because he's going to fail the test. He has to find a way to remember. So because he cares so much to remember this, because he knows that he wants to pass that test, it's important that he does well on the test. He'll find a way to remember. In other words, you have to want to to remember something in order to in order to remember it. Sometimes in learning, there was a joke that used to make, you know, in yeshivas, there are certain questions like when you have two mahalchim in, in learning, so then the question is always, what's the nafkin between between this way and that way? What would be the practical difference? So one of the popular things in yeshiva is that if somebody's makadish or wife, almanas, you know, uh, almanas this way as opposed to almanas that way, then the kedushim would not, you know, the kedushim would work or it wouldn't work. Another nafkin would be that, you know, if somebody would stop you on the street and, and say, you know, I'm going to kill you unless you tell me over, you know, these two sheets. That would be an afkimen of way, you know. That could be a practical afkimen that would come out from the Soviet, you know. So, if someone tells you, you better remember this or I'm going to kill you, you'll remember it. Because it's, your life depends on it. When we say, ki heim or it says in the Pesach, ki hi chayecha I was talking about this a little bit, Tari's your life, I was talking about it a little bit on Shabbos, a few weeks ago by Pastor Shkolem, by Shabbos Shkolem. In Shul I spoke about it. The, um, the, question, of, the question of why is it that it's not get to this Pasha also, because this, this Pasha Kisisa is Machsa Shekel, that normally we have a, a Klal and Halacha that a Mavazbiz, Al Yavazbiz, Normally you don't spend more than a fifth you're not required to spend more than a fifth. It's child labor allowed, but you're certainly not required to spend more than a fifth on a mitzvah say. If that's all that you have, you don't have to spend it on uh, more than, than that on a fifth on your tefillin or tzitzis, whatever. I mean, mitzvah say. On the loyseh say, of course, you give up everything, but a mitzvah say. So, and yet, when it comes to master shekel, it's an interesting exception. There, the Torah says. That even if a person is totally broke, he's impoverished, he doesn't have anything, he has to somehow manage it. The Ramam says that he, he even has to sell his coat or has to go begging, but he has to get the money to be able to give that half shekel. So, why is that? What about the claw of. of, of uh, why is that? So he, he said a very a very simple and beautiful and clear answer as he always did. Always, you always see that with him. He says that there's a chiddush here that in the parasha, for whatever reason, by Master Shaka, the Torah reveals that it's l'chaper anaf shaseichem. Whatever it is. That the Torah tells us that your life depends on this. Hev shakal. It brings l'chaper anaf shaseichem. It will bring kapar to you. What wouldn't the person give to save his soul, to save his life? We see this also in the midst of Tamatar, that Hillel Azakin earned so little, he had so little money, but he, he, would, he would give half of what he earned every day to pay to get into the Bismarck. So, again, 
why, why, why would he give up half of his daily uh, earnings to go to learn? So why by Talmud Torah is there such a thing that Hillel would do, spend that money? As many people do when it comes to their children's tuitions, that it's more than a chaymish, significantly more than a chaymish between all the children. Why is that? The Torah says, ki hech, The Torah is my life. It's not a matter of of of, of uh, uh, this amount of money, that amount of money. There's a, there's there's an increasingly popular notion that's developing in certain communities. I think they have down in Florida something. I read about where there's this idea of having. A yeshiva education and a program with public schools where they, where they, the kids go to school for the English subjects. They go to public school, and then they have some sort of afterwards, there's some sort of a Hebrew program for them, or before after. That's how it works at the time. But the idea is that the yeshivas can't. We know that the people can't afford to pay for the, the upkeep of yeshivas. It's getting crazy, and and it's impossible to afford the yeshivas. So. We have to cut it in half, and uh, this way we only have to have some rebellion and whatever, and uh, we'll save, we'll save, they're saving hundreds of thousands. There's a school in Florida that opened already. They're saving, they save hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars uh, by cutting everything in half. The rest of the day, you understand, is spent. Oh. The rest of the day, the rest of the day is spent, you understand, with, uh, in a, in, a, in a classroom with kids that are not Jewish and teachers who don't have any particular responsibility for being careful with what they're saying as far as religion and so on and so forth. And that is becoming increasingly popular. There's a movement that's slowly developing to promote this idea of, of yeshiva being something which is not absolutely essential to the, a Jewish child's education. Of course, always saying that Torah is important, Torah is important, but however, they could be half a day with going, it's okay. So, Hillel Azakim spent half of his money each day to get into this marriage because to Hillel Azakim, Torah is his life. It's not a question of how am I going to get the money together, how are we going to work this out? We'll have to work it out. I don't know how. I don't know how. We'll have to work it out. You know, I, I remember my, my wife telling me that uh, my mother in law. My mother and I, have, uh, and I have, have had interesting discussions over the years about religion, and there are things that we disagree about. But my mother, my, my, my wife told me that when they were younger, they, they, for a short time, my father-in-law worked and had to be in a certain community. He had a shtella there. And the closest yeshiva, it was very far to get the yeshiva. And there were opportunities. There were Hebrew day schools and different things. And my wife told me, my, my mother-in-law, and I would never have thought this, my mother went, there was, there was no car. My mother would go on the bus to take the, the kids, take the girls to Yeshiva, to back to, to Brooklyn or something. She would go, like, she spent two and a half, three hours each way. She would take them on the bus. That's how she spent the entire day, just taking them on the bus, back and forth, because that was the closest Yeshiva. It's an understanding that this is not something which is negotiable. That's my life and my children's life. Depends on being in yeshiva. And then you come up with the money. Just like I mentioned in Shul a few weeks ago, that it will be, you'll, you'll see, I'm sure that business is going to be very, very much down when it comes to host, hotels with Pesach. I'm sure it'll be down. But you'll see that people will somehow come up with the money, even though they're saying they can't, and they're turning away all the Mazdas and turning away all the Shalachim and 
you know what kind of a year it is, everybody knows what the economy is like, but when his wife tells him, if you want to stay married to me, you better come up with enough money to get to the, uh, to the uh, Hilton of Cairo, wherever they're going this year, Alexandria. You better come up with the funds for that. You see that... Uh, a person will pay to survive. So by my life depends on it. And if my life depends on it, I'll remember it. That's what we're learning now. When you value something and you see that your, your whole chiz depends on it, you're not going to forget it. You're not going to forget it. That's why it's very hurtful. It's very hurtful when, 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 uh, when you know, if a wife tells the husband, you, you know, you realize it was our anniversary. And then you could say, like I said, this I think was the thing. You could say all kinds of explanations. You know, I had a very hard day, and oh, I go by the Hebrew date, um, <laughs> go by the Yiddish date, the Chinese calendar. First. I, I don't, I don't know what happened. Uh, so I fell down. I hurt my head. I didn't. After all the terutsim, the wife is left with this feeling like it's, it's not important to him, and it's very hard to argue with that because if it's important to you, you remember. That's how it is. If it means something to you, you remember. If it's a side thing in your life, you don't you don't remember. The in you see by tzaddikim, the tzaddikim remember tiny little things that other people don't remember. Not just because a person has a better memory, because they care more. They care more. So the the the, the feeling, the hergish of ahava of love and of compassion, makes the minutest details of, of a friend's life, of a student's life, of someone else's life, very big to the tzaddik. And and, and and therefore it's it's not forgotten by the tzaddik. This is a meter that, that we saw by different tzaddikim, especially those that had neshama klolas, that they had in, in, in mind every 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 one of the chassidim, every yid, or every every student and so on was, was in their minds in such a way. Right. If you're sitting down to study, to learn, with the intention, I must remember this. This is very important. Then you'll then you'll study one way. Then the studying will go one way. But if you're studying just because you're supposed to study, and you're told that you have to study for a certain amount of time, but you're not really interested, it's not important to you to remember. Then you could read an entire book. Everybody knows that. You read a whole book. You can go through a whole book. You could read an entire sefer. And you could even chazer it. And you're, and you're going to forget it each time. I'm talking about a person with a normal memory, not nothing great, nothing, an average memory. He'll forget it. You know, like you have these, the kids get together to have these studying get-togethers. Mostly it's good. When a, person, when a person doesn't feel that this is it and I have to remember this, then he could, he could, he could read a sefer. Then you have people that they take the they take the yellow highlighter and you see them going around not in, in two directions, multi-directional highlighting. They're not like you know they just this looks like it's something important, but they're not. So they're highlighting, it. And, and it's not to, it's not with remembering. They think that somehow there's some magic that when it becomes yellow instead of black, then I'm going to remember it. It's a yellow color, so I remember. It's it's, it's a way of studying. It's a way of studying that, that that's not serious, because it doesn't mean that much to you. But if the test is in two hours, whatever, it's different. And even how you sit down to study, 
to learn when the feeling is that I must remember this. It's, all, it's just a means to an end. If you want to remember it, then I want to remember it. Just because I have to pass the test. Correct. reasoning is it's not, you know, whether it's the wife's anniversary or I forgot the ketchup at the shopping center. It's not that I really care about the ketchup from the shopping center. I forgot her, her need. I forgot you know, Correct. I didn't, I didn't right. remember right. the test because I needed it to pass. But right. the ikra is not the test. The ikra is not no. the ketchup. The no. is not the anniversary. It's just You're right. upset her or upset, you know, right. the right. ketchup, whatever the story is. Right. So ultimately it comes down to the question of what is it that your heart is concerned with? What is your heart bound to? What is the... What is in the kudah here that your heart is connected to? That's right. That's what it, that's what it ultimately boils down to. So there's a big difference between the test, the anniversary, and tikkun hanefesh, which he explains. You have to think. If at the very beginning of the sefer, Ramchal establishes. The Ramchal begins the Sefer by saying, it's not that people don't know what I'm going to talk about. Everybody knows. I'm not going to say any Chedushim. Whatever I'm going to write about in the Sefer, everybody knows. The problem is not that they don't know it. It's they know it, but they forget it. So then, why is this not going to be just another Sefer? Why is Mesil Shom not going to be another Sefer that you go through and then you don't remember. That's the big problem. And that's what the Ramchal is concerned with. That's what the Ramchal is concerned with. What can I do? What's going to be here? What's going to happen with, with this with this Sefer? Like I mentioned many times over the years, that they're pressing the Rebbe Elamelech to, to write a Sefer with his tires. And the Rebbe Elamelech said, what's the Tachlis? So that's the said Friday night, some some yid after he eats is going to go onto the couch and he's going to drop my safe. He's going to drop me onto the floor. Is <laughs> that the tachlis of the? So I have to put him like the next ten years to 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 work on 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 the ksavim to put together my put my neshama to a safe that some yid's going to cost. Lamelamelach has 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 changed so many lives over the years. But that's what he says, Lamelamelach. So the Ramchal begins the safe by saying, the problem is that people forget. I'm not telling you anything about people are going to forget. So no. So then why is this not going to be another victim of our forgetfulness? How is it going to be rescued and, and brought into the parish of Zoha al right? To remember and not to forget. How do you reach a matziv of remembering, of not forgetting? So there are different practical ages. You could put up signs, or people have their, their computers going off, their blackberries or their phones or whatever to make beeping things to remind. Oh, it's that time I need to do this. That time I need to remember the Rebbeinu I need to remember the tachlis of my life. So you could hang, you could make, you could make Sharm posters around the house and. Put things up like uh, like uh, t- teleprompters, you know, coming out from your floor and flashing, flashing reminders. These are all, of course, artificial external ways of remembering. But to put some sticky, sticky thing like little thing, right? Posters, but that you can write on something 
that, that as you get older, you know, you have to use more of those, and to remind yourself of this, remind yourself of that. The cider, that's again, that comes to buying the ketchup, right? That's a very helpful thing. But but the tikkun and nefesh of a person. They're all different ways that people remind themselves of stuff. Obviously, all of these different shitas. And, and now that we have technology, there are there there are new ways. As a person told me, the little thing is this big, like a card, and it's a flat thing, like like it like a card. It has a button on it, and what he does is he walks around all day and he says it's a tape recorder. He says stuff into it. it doesn't have any. It has like a computer thing. And he says stuff into it that he needs to remember to remember for later. And then at the end of the day, well, he has over, he presses the button that says back to him what he said. No, it was call this person, do this, do that, you know. You know, and and he and then he plays it back afterwards because he doesn't have to start writing notes. People don't people don't write anymore. It's all computer. So the say that these are, but all of these sheetas are sheetas chitzonius l'adam. These are all itzarich l'adam and shein sheetas chitzonius l'adam chayla. These are all, these are all external sheetas for a person who's not well, a person who can't remember. And they're all chitzonis. Avayeshna and sheetas pnimis. We have to talk about a sheet of pnimis to, to retain, to remember. And remembering, of course, here is not a matter of, of, of intelligence or the intellect, it's a matter of caring. That's what Ezra Schwartz explains. No one has to put up a sign in his house. Don't forget that breakfast. To put up a sign, no one has their computer going off, or their their phone telling them beep beep, it's, uh, sending themselves an email. Don't forget to eat. He remembers to eat without without those signs. Anoshim shema'ashnim cigarius. Someone, people who like to smoke cigarettes, ain't sarf la haskilam. You don't have to put up a sign, don't forget to have a cigarette. The is the other way. We try to put up signs, tell the guy to stop smoking. But as far as, but as, far as smoking, <laughs> smoking, that's, that's, I need that. I want that. That's important to me. So he remembers. Okay, your base. In came. So, therefore, we must bring ourselves to a certain madrega, a certain matzah, where it will be natural for us to remember the inyan of Avaidus Hashem, meaning of this tikkun that we're talking about, tikkun hanafish. We must find a way to remember. That's what the Ramchal is struggling with at the beginning of the Sefer. People know, but they forget. They know, but they forget. They, and, and we have to do something to know and to remember. Remembering to live with something, not to forget. If we can reach that level, that place where we're able to remember, then we've solved most of the problems of our lives. If it's true, and it is true, Dramchal says that the main problem is not ignorance, but rather memory. It's a problem of memory, not ignorance. People know, they just don't remember. In Cain, ain't Sarah Biikalumaid Then the main then the main thing is not that we have to learn something new, 
but rather to learn a way of remembering. And we're going so therefore we're searching now for a way to remember. What is the way to remember? Every single karach that a person has depends on a different part of the body. Haraglayim, halchayis, the feet carry the person he walks. Heinayim, royes, the eyes see, haznayim, shamas, the ears hear. Heichan ha'adam zaych. What about memory? Where do you remember? What part of the body is responsible for memory? We know what it says in the textbook. And the, that part of the brain is this and that. But the emis, according to the Torah, the, the pnimis, what part of the body is responsible for memory? There are two parts of the body with which a person can recall, can remember. And in these parts of the body there are cells for remembering. I'm sorry. The first is the seichel. The, f- the first is the person's brain, and the brain are the cells for remembering. That's one part of the body that remembers, and it has the, it has those ingredients that give it the ability to remember. Vahasheni, the second part of a person that remembers, is Belibai, the heart. Venitam dugmos muhashi. I'll give some examples of how to um, make this something more tangible. A person has a wife and children. What's the, what, what is it that, that causes him to remember them? How does he remember them? Is it because, that's not the answer, but it's is because he's memorized that? That it's, uh, it's, it's his... It's uh, in his brain, in, his, in the cells of his brain, that he that he remembers because he's spoken to them so often. He sees them every day, so it's a matter of memory. If that is a person's, for any person who lives in that way, that he remembers his wife and children because of his capacity to remember intellectually. The answer is, the reason you remember your wife and children is because you love them. That's why you remember them. All the psukim of Zechronis that we say in Rosh Hashanah Musaf, all those are psukim of great love that Hashem has for us. Zikaran, memory is always associated with love, with Ahava. Therefore, we remember our families because Last year, I was at more than a year, I was at a shiva following by by an older person. I mentioned a few weeks ago, a few months ago. I was by a shiva. This person lost a sibling. And there were some pictures over there that she was showing my wife and I. And the picture there was her mother, and um, apparently 
this this person's mother died when when she was pretty young, and my wife was very taken by by the by his mother's beauty. It's one of these pictures, like from the nineteen thirties or something, that was very beautiful. And my wife said, "Oh, she was very very beautiful, your mother." And this woman said, "It's been something like sixty-five years since my mother passed away, and it isn't the day that I don't think about her. It isn't the day that I don't think about my mother. Sixty-five years." A long time. She's, there was no day that I don't think about it. I don't. That I don't remember. Again, there's not. There wasn't a sign. Don't forget to think about your mom. She loved her mother, and it's already a miser from 65 years. We understand because that which you love, you remember. If something is in your heart, if it's something which is part of your heart cells, it's going to it's going to get into your brain cells. If it's in your heart cells, it'll it'll make its way into your brain. There are other things in contrast. But the person's heart is not particularly drawn to. Nevertheless, it's in your brain cells. There some people who remember last week's news. The yeshiva bolomadati, Rav Shua says, well, I went to yeshiva, there was some kid in the yeshiva that knew all the phone numbers from Guzdan by heart. It's not like uh, Manhattan, but it's still quite a, an achievement. You may know, have guys like that that could tell you like what this guy batted in the 1957, you know, World Series, and, you know, you can't, you, you ask him, you know, what, what, what did you learn in the Gemara this morning? Like I get, sometimes you get the, these boys, sometimes if I miss a boy, I ask him, what are you learning in Gemara? And he said, look, I told him he's doing it the whole year. What Gemara are you learning? The father's, the father's going, Bav Mitzvah, Bav Mitzvah, It's pretty sad. But if you ask this kid, so what do you think about the uh, what do you think think, think about the uh, the Yankees or something? So I'll tell you, well, look, and this one this one had this one's ERA was three point two five, the other one was two point eight nine, and this and, and he pitches better with the, against lefties and this one's this righties. We can't remember the name of the Gemara. It's happened. So I always say it's from his tummy. He's a little bit nervous or something. Got scared. Of course, he knows the Gemara. You know, when it happens often, if you start to get worried, something's wrong. He doesn't remember the name of the Gemara. I don't even ask with parents. Not talking about fahering. I, I don't fahare kids because I, I, you know, some of the principal wants me to go visit the yeshiva to go fahare the eighth grade. And to, I said, I, I have bad memories of that. Like, what have to, <laughs> what have to be like that guy that's going to come in like some visiting rabbi and like to get them nervous and fahare them and just if they remember their address, they're doing okay remember his name or something. These days, it's very, not much more you can expect from them without the parents suing you or something. So, the, to remember, to remember the, the, every statistic of the, of the sports, the kid remembers. So he has a kayak as a car. Oh, this guy's not brain dead, he's brain, he's brain living. He thought that he doesn't, he thought he doesn't have a cycle, because he has the Gemara, he's sitting every day, he's been going for the last eight months. And, and they open up, and the Rebbe says, open up your Gemara, and it's above Mitzi, and they learn, can't remember. Then you ask him about, you ask him about some, some, uh, some, some batter 
on some uh, losing team, and he could tell you that the guy's average was like this, and he, you know, he has how many RBIs and so on. So he has a car, has a car, and the terror says he cares about baseball, he doesn't care about the Gemara. It's not, it's not hard to figure out. So the fact that this guy knows every telephone number in Gujdan, so what, is, what does that help him? I mean, what does he get out of that? Again, the only nafkami would be if somebody stops him on the street and, and asks him a, a, a phone number from Gujdan and says, if you don't tell me the number, I'm going to kill you. Otherwise, there's no nafkami in it. And what's the likelihood of somebody stopping you on the street and asking you for a phone number from Gujdan, even if you live in Gujdan? Let's look at our lives. Most of the, our memory, where is it? Most memory, is it in the mind or is it in the heart? Rosalvechik has a beautiful, beautiful mimer in his Sefi, Yemezi Karan, on, on the Yom the whole, the whole mime is on the subject of heart memory, of the heart remembering. And he speaks about Yemezi Karan, Rosh Hashanah, as a day of the heart, of the heart remembering. So, Let's see. Most of our zikaran, most of what we remember, is it mind memory or is it heart memory? Adam kamba baike v'nigash la'achal aruchas baike. I get up and eat breakfast. Mehechal zikaran la'achal aruchas baike. Where does that come from? That you remember to have breakfast? Has zikaran megiyim at chush abesis shel harav. The memory. The memory comes from an instinctive feeling of hunger. Like you, like you, like you, it's not because yesterday, what do I need to do today? Oh, okay, breakfast? No, there's a basic feeling that he has, it's instinctive, that he's hungry, he didn't eat. You don't have to work on your memory in order to, in order to remember breakfast, but you gimel. Let's take a look at the daily life of a person. Let's, let's go through some things in the, in, the, in the normal average day that we remember and try to trace where do these things come from, which, which uh, the mind or the heart. In other words, from the feeling and instinct, the heart, from the brain. Something which is your life, mamish. For most people, that's something that your physical life depends on. If you're living a spiritual life, it could also be gamruchni. It could be something spiritual. He does not need to memorize. He does not have to access his brain cells in order to get to that which your, your life depends on. You don't have to get to your brain cells. He remembers naturally. It's a natural thing to remember that he's hungry. It's not a matter of the brain of the mayach. It's not remembering. It's a feeling that he's hungry. To love another person, the someone that you love, it's not that you have to write that down or to try to remember it. It's a natural flow that, that comes from the heart and that flows into the mind and you think about you remember he remembers these things because it's, the, it's his living reality. It's the, it's the reality of his life, his eating and, and his caring for someone. However, there are things that are not your actual mitzvahs. 
Again, they're on the periphery of life, not the center of life. We're looking for instance. Adam Shazaychus called Hilchas Teruvas. So if you learn the whole section of your day, Hilchas Teruvas, because you're preparing for a test. After he takes his 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 bechin, his test, he, he doesn't remember Teruvas. He can't remember Teruvas. If you ask him a shaila, if you ask him some shaila about this getting mixed with that. He doesn't remember anymore. He has to open up the Shulchan Aruch and take a look again. Sometimes he might not want to. I was, how can myself make myself crazy the last six months with Taruvas? So, so oftentimes after you've studied something, you don't want to look at that again. You have to work, if you have to work very, very hard on that, you don't want to see it again. It reminds him of the tension and the pressure of the test. So he doesn't want to see it anymore. It's a reminder of an unpleasant time in his life that had so much tension to take that pechina in Hilchas Taruva. So it could be, it's not only is he not going to remember it, there's something inside of him that doesn't want to remember it. If you ask him, of course, of course I want to know Taruva's. But inside of him, there's, a, there's something that, that's, that's turning his brain off to Taruva's. And I, was, I don't care about it anymore. I cared about it until I was tested. After I'm tested, not only do I not care about it, but I had a little bit negative associations with it, and he forgets it. All of this is because this Torah that's called Taruvis, Silchus Taruvis, it's something which is not in his heart, it's in his brain. He never felt the urgency of living Hilchus Taruvis. Only for the test, but in terms of Pneumius, he didn't feel that his life was bound up with Hilchus Taruvis. No, I want to get smicha, because I want to have a job, or I want to have covered, whatever it is that he wants. But so then he learned, they told him, well, if you want to get that, you have to learn Taruvis. Okay, I'll learn Taruvis. But then after he learns Taruvis, it's delete, because he doesn't have an emotional, heart relationship with the, with the subject matter, so it's not. So he forgets it. The, 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 that memory, the brain memory, is, is, is relatively short. It's not in his heart. Therefore, it's on the periphery of his life. It's outside of, of who he is. And uh, so he doesn't remember it. If he takes the Bechina, then he needed to remember it, he remembered. Then it was part of what I want, and he remembered. Now I no longer want this. Okay. The heart of a person is the Eva Pnimi. Is that which feels deepest. And the brain, by itself, is Chitzayni, is external. You see that if a person's brain is, God forbid, paralyzed, if it's mishutak, if there's a stroke, a person with a stroke can continue living. We know that a person like that can continue living for many years. Here we have an interesting thing. Halacha defines this person as alive. And if anybody goes, in, according to halacha, if someone goes and kills this person, who's who had a stroke, if you kill that person, you're a murderer, according to Allah. But God forbid, when the person's heart stops, according to Allah, he's dead. So which is the more vital organ, according to the Torah? That's what Salvechi talks about. Mind memory and heart memory. The Jewish people are people who remember their hearts. The memory that's found in a person's brain that's not the actual person. 
There's information and facts that are stored up, but it's external to who you are. It's not me. These are things that I, I, I remember I saw. Because even if a person's brain, God forbid, stops working, Adam Nisha Im Shem Adam, he's still called a living human being. He's still called an Adam. Unfortunately, he's an Adam whose mind is not working. But he's an Adam. We learned that from this week's parish, from the Shvir Saluchas, the broken Luchas. They were put into the they're put by the Aaron together with the regular Luchas, with the with the whole Luchas, because we have to remember that the honor was compared to the broken Luchas. That the broken luchas were treated with dignity, and we have to treat a tamachacham who no longer remembers what he learned. So, if the person's brain goes sour and he can't remember, he's like a tamachacham who has forgotten, but he's still be'etzim a tamachacham. He he's still a person who's worthy of our respect. So, if the brain forgets, he still he still remains intact. The person is still a person. You still have to, to honor that person. If God forbid, on the other hand, if a person's heart, if the person's heart is, is paralyzed, stops working, then he's not an Odom, he's a mensch, the same kind. He's not a mensch, he's not an Odom, he's a mace. He's not a human being anymore. Therefore, we see that the heart's memory is the memory of the etzem chai, is the etzem chai ha'odam, is the memory of life itself, of what is life, of what is important in your life, of what life depends on. When the heart stops working, there's no life. When the brain stops working, the person's still a human being, and, and the person's still alive. But if the heart stops working, he's not a, he's not a human being. Therefore, we see that the brain's remembering is, is a remembering. The heart's feeling and remembering, and that, and that feeling, that memory that it sends to the mind, that is essential to the human being's life. And without it, without the heart working, the person can't live. The person, the person has died. So next week, we'll continue talking about how this works for the ones learning Torah, with the learning of Torah. And then what could be done to to strengthen our way of remembering, which is what the Ramchal is telling us in the in the Agdamas. Let's continue next week.